the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Cowards. Die a thousand deaths every day. That's what Democrats are. You're all cowards. It's despicable what we're watching. You see, we're living in a country that's been inundated with 11 million, 11 million aliens that have come to it. Now, you could argue the intention, the virtue. Some are like me and you. Most, in fact, wouldn't want to live in these hellhole third world countries. Hellholes. And now they're leaders that made them hellholes, all multimillionaires, because they steal from the people. They come to America and they get their ass kicked, kissed, excuse me, kissed from, a, from the American president when they should get it kicked. You see, that's the difference between a man and a coward. A man would tell these leaders, what are you doing? Why are your people fleeing? Why are they invading our country? Why are they coming here? Why? Have you robbed them of the natural resource of the economy? Instead, I listened to the feeble fascist, the most corrupt American politician we've ever had in any office. We've got the cancel checks, and yet our Congress refuses to do anything but pray about it. And I'll get to this new dimwit speaker in a little while. But the point is, you have these third world savages... And you're kissing their ass. You're making funny jokes about how your wife prefers them to you. No kidding, because you're not a man anymore. She prefers the washing machine on the spin cycle to you. Uh, it's good to see you again. We had dinner last night. I told you, you sat next to my wife. You were so captivating. I was worried she liked you more than she likes me now. I don't know. She does. Because he's a man. Now, he's a man on the take, like you. She likes corrupt politicians on the take. But he, Obador, is on the take from cartels. See, Mexico is not a country. It's a vestibule of legal protection for cartels that run that country. So for the people who were honest and, and, and want to come here, I get it. Let's figure out who they are. And let's get those cartel members, you know. The ones with the face tattoos that are killing our people. And let's throw those son of dogs in the hellhole for the rest of their miserable, useless existence. And you know who they can be next to? The politicians who stole the money, who stole the natural resource. The very politicians you're kissing their ass. And it's more than just the Chinese communist murderer. Xi Jinping, number one son of Mao Zedong. I know, I know President... Uh, excuse me, I know President Pulitre. Uh... It's going to get more painful, Squirrel. You know why? It's not just because of some, some speech impediment, which he had prior to going to school. It's because it's the dementia combined 
with the speech impediment. So it's dementia with a little twist of stupid. Uh, is, uh, um, is shares this commitment. And uh, I, want, uh, I want you to know next year when the APEC summit hosts uh, Peru will help drive these economies forward. Oh, yeah. Peru. They're doing great. They're still dressed like it was 1843. They got the blankets on with those stupid top hats. They don't know if it's Tuesday or July. We got my eye on you. What's their, their total GDP? What's the quality of their life? How many of their huts have sewers? And you got your eye. See, what we should be doing in the year 2023 is telling these people anyone can make an economy. Anyone. But you have to turn the economy over to the people. But instead, the idiots in our country, they want to mimic Peru. They're not going to be happy till you're walking around one of those stupid top hats on. And that, and that rag as a robe. And in the meantime, they're going to be mad because you're using too much water in your, in your hut. They don't like it. Uh, it's good to see you again. We had dinner last night. I told you, you sat next to my wife. You were so captivating. I was worried she likes you more than she likes me now. I don't know. Oh, do you think I played that from today? No, that was another speech. This is all he knows how to do. The same stories, the same speeches, because he's incapable. He's inept. So for him to clean up the issue... It's preposterous. So here we are again today where we're going to have to pretend that Mexico's a country, Peru's a country, Brazil's a country. And if it is, why are all of their citizens running? How many Americans are running to Peru? Let me in. I need some of that Peruvian health care. Ooh, it's delicious. It's phenomenal. You're going to love it. Thank you very much for being so gracious. You heard me say it before. Nothing is beyond our reach, in my view. I really mean it. When Mexico and the United States stand together. When have they stood together? Hey, you fracking moron. We have 138,000 of our citizens killed from Mexican cartels. End of story. End of story. And you know what's funny? When he even tries to address it, does he even care about it? I, don't, I, I honestly don't think he even cares about it. We work together as we've been doing. We've seen in our security cooperation, we're working side by side to combat arms trafficking, to combat, uh, tackle organized crime. He sounds like one of those wedding planners. I want the tables over there. Give me the chair covers over here. Put the flowers in the middle of the table. Hey, moron. More people have died in one year from the drugs that are imported into this country by these face-tattooed, filthy savages who cut the heads off of their own people, who make it so unbelievable to live that everybody wants to get the frack out of that country. And this is how you talk about it? See, he doesn't have a grasp of the issues. What he is, is in on the financial fraud and what he's being, what's being implemented in the third day of the American surrender to government supremacists, dictators, communists, Marxists, and all around rats throughout the world is that we will be weaker, me and you, because every time this idiot wakes up, we lose money, respect, and our place in the world. Every day he works to hamper us to weaken us and strengthen these third world hellholes. And to address the opioid epidemic and including fentanyl, which when we talk privately, I want to tell you about my great conversation with Xi Jinping on that issue. Why privately? Hey, coward. Hey, you dimwit coward. Why privately? The people who are dying, you fracking moron, are American kids, citizens, people who are making up the bulk of this country. And you want to talk privately, which you've talked privately with the communist bastards throughout the years has bought you that seaside estate.
Why don't we talk about the millions, tens of millions, you and your crack-smoking, sister-in-law, banging, whoremongering son have facilitated on behalf of the Communist Party. And uh, in our economic cooperation, we're growing our economies from the bottom up and the middle out. Now, here we go. We've all got the same Soviet-style plans. It's a five-year plan. It's a six-year plan. It's a 60-day plan. It's all the same communist nonsense. And the sad part is, when I tell you this right now, we have the house. We could have started and proven beyond the shadow of a doubt and impeached. And I don't give a rip about the rules of the Senate. But who is on our side? Oh, we're going to pray now. I can't remember, was it Baker who liked to pray before he diddled Jessica Hahn in the Motel 6? Or was it the other one who likes to watch his wife get leapfrogged by pool boys, Jerry Falwell Jr.? Which one? We might as well put our own speaker right in that category of con artists. Need a calling of the nation back at this point. Congressman, yes. lead in prayer. We're going to let you, let you go. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we just turn to you and we come to the end of our own knowledge and experience and expertise and wisdom. And you delight in that when we acknowledge it to you. We cannot proceed one more step as a nation, individually or collectively, without your divine hand of providence. Your inter- Pray with the women on Sunday. You're a freaking congressman and the speaker of the house. You do something today, cowards, and you use God as a shield. You are the problem, Republican scum. You, you're going to pray? You're the speaker of the freaking house. You're the one American that can do something immediately. And you're going to go home and have a good Thanksgiving, huh? Let's all say a prayer. Prevention, your, your, your movement on the hearts of decision makers who have been called and, and placed here and, and for your people out in the land. And so Coward. Coward. He's not man enough for the job. He doesn't understand what needs to be done. He doesn't have the will or the knowledge. In the meantime, what he does is write the blank check for the traitor and thief to betray our nation every single minute of every single day. To connect our people to one another in the future of greater prosperity and dignity for all. So- yeah. That Peru, they, they spread a lot of dignity. Sure you do. Now get your silly top hat and put your blanket on. And don't worry about toilet paper. We'll tell you about it whenever Hamas learns. How much of history of the world was, will be written in the Asian Pacific in the coming years? Yeah, they, they already wrote the history. You see, their history accounts for the death of 180 million people due to the ideology of communism, you fracking moron. And instead, what do you do? You kiss their ass on a daily business. And you know what else, Squirrel? They got nice cars in China. It's a beautiful vehicle. It's like that Cadillac we have over there. (laughs) International meetings, they fly those with me. You know what they call that car? They call it the beast. <laughs> See, that's, I, I want you to play. I want you to get used to the Soviets, where the politicians have the nice cars and the people have nothing, and they pay for it. Where the people are strapped with the regulations because they can't drive their car. It's bad for the climate. But the politicians fly their cars in their own planes. The only greatest con next to that is the religious con. As the, as the old religious swindlers 
they, they, they take advantage of the poor people in their congregation so they can buy jets. You need help feeding your babies. God bless your darling heart. Then you ought to be helped. But I'm going to tell you something. You need to be tithing off that help. That's your increase. You need to be tithing that. Well, dear Lord, Brother Copeland, I'm in poverty now. I know it. I'm telling you how to get out. That's the gospel. I don't care if you ain't got but two nickels. Give him the first one. Oh, yeah. And Copeland has a $54 million Learjet. But if you got two nickels, you tie that first one. Same swindle as the American government. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. At the Copa, Copa Cabana. What was that? The Pentagon, they didn't pass an audit. Half of what they said they bought they can't account for. doesn't matter. The Republicans, led by the prayer, the speaker and the prayer, just fund it all, right? I'm getting sick of the merry-go-round. See, but I would have, I would have never given that two-bit televangelist scum one nickel, especially if I only had two. But again, I, I make a terrible slave because what I understand is when the dimwit and diapers promises about global warming with these third world hell holes, we're going to underwrite every bit of it. We're going to underwrite every bit of it. And the only oligarchs in these hell holes with cars and toilet paper, they're going to make a fortune, just like every Democrat wannabe gangster in every sewer neighborhood we all came from. Third. We've concluded an agreement to combat corruption and improve tax administration to make sure that our trade and investment is clean and transparent. And Really? Because your own Pentagon cannot account for 50% of the fracking money. They lost $6 trillion in 20 years. And what you're telling me is they lose 50 cents out of every dollar we give that corrupt organization. And you're going to do better in these third world hellholes that are sponsored by cartels like Mexico? And you're going to rub Obador's feet all day long? Private companies don't have any worry about their investments being used properly. And uh, that's exactly what we've done. What that means is we're going to underwrite everything. Why do you think Wall Street welfare roaches like Fink, Blackstone, Blackrock, all that other nonsense? Why do you think they paid 40000 a plate to go kiss the ass of a communist? Why? Because there's trillions in it, not billions anymore. Nor is that more true than when it comes to climate. Every economy around this table faces this challenge. Everyone. He's sitting at a table where the countries suck so much, the people storm our border. Mexico shouldn't even be a fracking country. My favorite is when the people come here and then wave the flag, you morons. None of us. And as I've said before, it's the only existential threat to humanity. We either get this right. The existential threat to humanity is government corruption. It's responsible for the debts of untold hundreds of millions, not just the Chinese communists, but the ramifications of a weak American government, where the debts due to the drugs that are transported to this country by these third world hellholes destroys everybody. How many seconds until every American dies? 138,000 from one drug, one, that doesn't go into the cartels that kill people. You know, like the shootings of veterans when they're watering their lawn and the rest of it. 
Mitchell Desplains. Hey, Sean, yesterday you were talking about uh, Kennedy. And what people don't realize about when uh, Joseph was T. I Kennedy Lobotomized. Why was I talking about Kennedy? I wasn't talking about Kennedy. We'll talk about Kennedy. Yesterday. All right. Let's, let's talk about a one-trick pony. New here at 5, veteran Michael Rangel was gunned down just weeks ago in his front yard while watering his lawn. Tonight, an arrest made in his murder. As Inland Empire Bureau Chief Rob McMillan explains, the suspect was no stranger to authorities. Riverside police have announced the arrest of a suspect in a drive-by shooting on October 28th. In which 68-year-old Army veteran Michael Rangel was shot to death while watering the front lawn of his house in Riverside. The suspect, 29-year-old Gabriel Molina. Question is, should Molina have been on the streets in the first place? We had arrested him earlier this year uh, for a series of armed robberies at fast food restaurants. Officer Ryan Railsback said the suspect's crime spree started back in summer of 2022 with an armed robbery at a Baker's fast food restaurant near Harupa and Grant in Riverside. Railsback says they've connected him to at least eight armed robberies in the months that followed, including one at this Del Taco near... So who's responsible for this piece of dung? The country, the origin of country that taught him to be a gang-banging, low-life, rat, drug-dealing whore? Or the American court system, which turns him out repeatedly? Or the American immigration policy, which allows him to sit here illegally? And in the meantime, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Biden's wife likes Obador. Why not? He's the closest thing she's seen to a man for the last 12 years. I don't know why that's not working. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. You know, as far as Congressman Prayer Boy goes, um, I was born and raised Roman Catholic, and never in my life have I ever heard of Jesus asking people for 10% of their income. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Please. Right? When, when they start invoking prayer, when they start invoking uh-huh. prayer, they're hiding from the fact of their own actions. This yes. could have all stopped four days ago. Yes. Could have all stopped. Tomorrow or today was the deadline. You could have brought it to right. a halt. Instead, we're going to hear stories about how our money is stolen on an hourly basis. On an hourly yeah. basis. And these third world hellholes, they're the beneficiaries of our money, of our spending. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. we're, we're being flooded with their criminals. It's like when, when, when Jimmy Carter was president, and uh, uh, he told Cuba, we'll take all your tired, your hungry, and your poor. And he gave us the, the infected and the criminals. You remember? It, yes. it produced more than just a good movie called Scarface. Thank you very much yes. for the call. I'm just sick of funding my own demise. But that's what you do when Democrats are in, are in office. In the meantime... This concludes the family photo. Thank you. Mr. Whenever he's asked a question and he can't read the answer, he walks out of the room. Well, it's more of a a stumble than a walk. In the meantime, he can't say a speech without looking at a cue card. This is a speech where you stand up and you talk from your heart. You're the American president. How do you think it went, Squirrel? The United States also ratified the... uh, the, the, uh, What happened? Or or there's not going to be a whole lot of people around to talk about it. Yeah. Here you go, President of the United States. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Go ahead. All right. Got a question about Pritzker because um, they were talking about uh, we know the Illinois is broke. We don't have any money. Never have any money for this, that, anything. 
and he just took in $160 million he committed to something for the immigrants. Where where'd the money come from, and what's it for? What kind of $160 million, what's he going to do with it? For the immigrants, when there's no money for no no anybody else or any other program. Or and when the officials from Mexico come here, when the officials from Central and South America, from Venezuela, these Democrats will kiss their ass and rub their feet rather than confront the problem. Because you know what else is getting lost in the argument? The, the Democrat mafia makes a fortune. All of these companies that will be beneficiaries of the money for eco-Nazism, they'll all kick back to the Democrat Party in the same way. The so-called health care providers kick back to the Chicago Democrats. That's why the spending will never end. They've got the perfect scams. It's called the, the ramifications of their policies, the effects of people dumb enough to vote for American communists. What we're facing now is just the party and celebration afterwards. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560, the answer. For he has anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel to the poor. That's what the poor must hear. I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing worse than the scum in their $6,000 suits with their jets flying around, taking money from poor people. But what's worse is when they trust them, when the poor people trust them to do the right thing. And you have the power to make it stop. And instead, what do you do? Same thing the other scam con artist was doing. We, we cry out to you, God. We do humble ourselves and pray. We repent for our sins individually and collectively. And we ask that you want to do that at home, do it at home. You're the one, the one guy in the country that can push back against this government. And what do you do? You fold. A lot cheaper than the suit of the other conhars. My favorite squirrel is the 54 million. You know, I've owned three different jets in my life and I and use them and just burning them up for the Lord Jesus Christ. Televangelist Jesse Duplantis says God himself told him it's time for an upgrade. He said, I want you to believe me for a Falcon 7X. So I said, OK. Jesus wants a Falcon 7X. That son of a gun should be speaker of the house. Same bull dung. Debbie Portage, Indiana. Yes, Sean. Uh, good evening. Um, I went shopping today at uh, South Lake Mall, and uh, you got $4,000 a month for booth rental. You got sunglass hut selling uh, spy glasses, but yet they can't afford. Uh, you got boarded up stores, and they can't even afford to run their escalators. Pathetic. Yeah. Debbie, that's going to be the that's going to be the the massive collapse. In the economy next, and I, I'll be, I'll be surprised if it waits until February. The commercial real estate market is going to take down everything, because Debbie's exactly right. And you know where it's worse? Where the Democrats are. Ooh, yes, it is. Your customers have a tendency to get hit in the head with a log. Surely, Western suburbs. Hi. Um, yeah, you know we have, uh, you know, some of those guys coming from Chicago out here in the last week. Um, so, you know, with tattoos on their neck and, you know, under their eyes. And, you know, the one guy, uh, you know, he kicked the doors into a lady's house. She's uh, over 60 years old. And he, uh, you know, beat her up and, uh, you know, gave her, um, um, you know, a head injury. And then we had, um, you know, two good citizens from, uh, you know, Venezuela. 
show up at uh, you know Macy's. Um, it's like department store and steal ten thousand dollars worth of merchandise apiece. That's equality. Yeah. That's that's the way he, his family was treated back in whatever third world hellhole he came from. That's how he learned how to think. And oh talk and yeah, the jail, yeah. yeah, the jails in you know DuPage County are you know really filling up fast out here. Shirley, I just hope he was vaccinated. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. George in Naperville. Sean, do you think the reason that we can't understand Biden is because he's speaking authentic frontier gibberish like we heard in Blazing Saddles? <laughs> Let me tell you something. It, it, it's 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 painful painful and it's getting worse by the minute but today i'm proud to announce that we've launched a women in the sustainable economy initiative partners uh partners in this initiative of all- you know what an insult this is the women who did things with their life and never needed this moron to do it never never needed this more but then again they got ahead because they were good at something as opposed to today when they get ahead because of their genitalia or their skin pigmentation and ooh. If we can get a lesbian, well, that's the trifecta. Already pledged more than $900 million, $900 million to increase women participation. Where, what's that going to do? Where's the 900 million? Oh, will it be as, uh, will you be as successful as auditing the success of the 900 million as you are to the money to the Pentagon? We only lose 50 cents on every dollar, and it seems to be no big deal. In blue and green industries like forest management, clean energy, fisheries, and recycling. And if you wonder why I'm so enthusiastic about this, i got more women in my cabinet than men, so I've got to get to... Really? So is that is that why you don't want to be criticized of how much your cabinet sucks? And how your presidency is a disgrace? And how you massage the feet of the dictators who destroy the prosperity of their own nation so much so we're dealing with 30% of their their citizens? Or is it because Mexico, you like it so much because the cartel is the number five employer in the entire country? So not just the wealthy benefit, but all our citizens benefit from our economic growth. And uh, we see... What is the, the, the new generation cartel paying taxes? Or do they just spend all of the money bribing Obador? Like they bribed the other president, as El Chapo bragged. For $100 million, he bought the leader of, the, of Mexico. Didn't have any problems, though. I wonder what he paid you. In our work to strengthen supply chains, including through the America's Partnership for Economic Prosperity. And we've been cooperating there as well. And we've seen our cooperation address historic levels of migration. 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 They're fleeing a corrupt hellhole. Problem is, they're ending up in Chicago which is from the pot into the fire. I want to thank you, Mr. President, and your team. I really mean it for the cooperation, your leadership. That's okay, Squirrel. We've got a Speaker of the House on our team, a guy in charge of the checkbook. He can orchestrate the money. He can pay what he doesn't want, what the people don't want. He can stop the funding. He can shore up the border. He can do it all. He's the Speaker of the House. What's he doing? You not give up on our nation, not give us the judgment that we clearly deserve but that year oh whoa 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 so you're praying to god and you're saying we're in the position we're in because we deserve it who's the we hey con artist hey evangelist con artist who's the we you got a bug in your pocket because the good people i know the entrepreneurs the people who go to work every day and get 50 percent of their money extorted they don't deserve this dung maybe that's why we're in the pickle he's a self-loathing american
And he feels we need it. Maybe we should get the televangelist who knows how to buy jets. I mean, after all, that son of a gun knows the value of a dollar. A Falcon 7 jet like this one to preach to more people around the world. Hallelujah! And he's asking his followers for the $54 million. I really believe that if Jesus was physically on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey. From his Louisiana... No, he'd be flying a Learjet. It's phenomenal. Mercy and grace would guide us through these terrible, troubled waters. And that you would... Maybe, did you ever think this? Maybe he helped us by putting a Republican as the speaker. Maybe he wanted you to be a man instead of what you are. A coward who wants to use your religion as a phony virtue shield so we forget you're the son of a dog that funded the demise of our country, that funded the very money that will enrich the Chinese communists and the third world dictators in Central and South America. Maybe the very problem is you're just like all the rest. At least they didn't they didn't use religion as a shield the way you do. You're actually better at it. Roger on the south side. Hi, Sean. Make it real fast one. Um, will you be able to make it if Trump were to win next year with Bruce Springsteen threatening to leave the country? <laughs> First Are you, of all, do you have a CDL? Or can we get a guy from Streets and Sand to drive the van? Brother, let me explain something. There is nothing different. <laughs> That in this upcoming election than the last one. Trump won the last one. He's not the president anymore. The Republicans, we've had two Republican Speaker of the Houses. Not a one of them addressed anything to do with election. And now what you're going to hear this idiot do, he's going to release the videos. Oh, you mean the one that Kevin McCarthy released to Tucker? How many, what was that, a year ago? See, this is all pandering to me and you. In the meantime, they could have done something. But then again, we sent the Tea Party, what, 14 years ago? What did they do? I... What did I, they do? I, I bet you they already weeded out what they wanted out of that anyway, Sean. Here's the, here's the, you watch Mike Johnson's net worth. Watch his campaign coffers. Before you know it, he'll be living in a mansion with a moat around it, like Paul Ryan. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist. Pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. So I was going to take a caller who hung up, and he may be right. You know, he said I, he he feels I was being too hard on the speaker, comparing him to an evangelist. I have no problem with religious people. I was. I have religious people in my family, friends. I, I do not have a problem with religious people. But do you ever hear me hide behind religious beliefs? See, people shouldn't use that as a shield against criticism, particularly representatives who have the power to make the collapse of our country stop. And because they're cowards, they don't do it. And the next day, they come out as if they're two-bit pastors. Because what Mike Johnson did is worse than the televangelist. The televangelist only takes advantage of people who believe in him. He only takes advantage of those people who tune into his phony radio station or go to his carnival barking church. And they should be smarter than that. What Mike Johnson did was take advantage of all of us who believe there's a difference between Republicans and Democrats. It's worse. And then he hides behind religion. And then as you listen to him, prayer. He could have done this in private. 
But he didn't want to do it in private. He wanted it to be a virtue shield. And that's a swindle. I have no problem with religious people. You, God bless you. And yes, I believe in God, even though I'm not religious. But that's between me and God. I'm not going to use that as a shield. And anybody, anybody that does is a con artist. Remember that, girls. Mary Barrington. Oh, Sean, I just wanted to call to tell you that I, you're doing a great job. I oh. agree with you 99.9% of the time. But, you know, this week, I, I thought you were going to have a stroke. So I really hope oh. you Mary. have a very peaceful weekend because... You're, Mary, anybody that knows me, so- I don't like peaceful. I like this. I love this. I yell in my sleep. I was raised a Norwegian and an Italian. What do you think that house was like? Can you even imagine? <laughs> I, I love that Sean, stuff. I'm all Italian. What do you think my house is like? But I honestly thought I, this poor guy's just going to no. have an aneurysm. I got 120 I life, you- man. 120 life. It's, I'm, I'm yeah, on an IV. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. It's all, I, I don't ever want to not fight for something. I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to do it. You know, all of my life when you grow up in Melrose, right? What does everybody want to do? They want to. They want to sit their fat ass down in the fire department or on the village. They want to wait to live and retire. I never in my life thought of that ever. I never wanted it. What the hell kind of a life is that? You got to stick your face in the middle of that fight. And if you could change something for the better, it's all worth the scars. It's worth it all. And that's what this is. You're, this is a fight. You're absolutely you're absolutely right. And you know, I'm a I'm a pretty devout Catholic, so you know, not only am I irritated about what's going on with the politics, we got a whole lot going on with the church. Mary, I got I never talk about her because I I never talk about her because I never want, she doesn't want the attention, but I have a mother-in-law that is extremely devout Catholic. And that's why I rail against the fraud in Catholicism, because you take advantage of the good people. You do, you do the swindle like this rat bastard flying around on a jet. And as I dig into it, my, my mother-in-law, who I love more than anybody alive, she's like, just stop it. You're making me angry because I'm making her think. But that's okay. Because I want her to realize, you don't have to be taken advantage for God to love you. I don't believe that. But then again, I never wanted to float around on a cloud. I want to fight all day and fool around all night. I want to smoke cigars and get in fights and fool around with the shield maidens. Thank you, Mary. It's my own little personal. Bob! Hi, Bob. Sean, I love you. You know this. I know. Sean, you can't, you can't put the speaker in the same boat as these, these devil televangelists, though. I don't think I did. I think he did. I don't think I did. I think he did. You're going to stab everybody who had hopes. You're going to stab us all. And the next day you're going to come out with your shirt and tie on and you're going to pray on TV? Get the hell out of here, you rat bastard. Tell me where my money is in the Pentagon, you fraud. Tell me why you're funding the FDIC, which we now know this week has blown the money and partying like they're on coke in the, in, in the 70s at New York uh, Stock Exchange. Tell me about that. All right. The Wolf of Wall got, Street, forget about it. You got a good point. You got yeah. a good point. But yeah. he's more of a coward than he is a straight-up devil. I just Rip him out of the office. Rip him out of the right, office. Buddy, now go of open up a tent and go swindle old ladies out of money so you could fly around in a golf stream the way, uh, the way Jesus would. At a headquarters, Duplantis is among a group of televangelists who preach that their wealth is God's will. This preys upon the poorest people that want or need money badly where they're... I don't know what religion really is and I don't know what happens afterwards, but I hope that God puts a guy like me 
in a room with this televangelist. I really do. For eternity. Because I'll make him and Madeleine Albright feel like they wish they would have lived for a thousand years. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... For 15 years, she covered Capitol Hill as a journalist, best-selling author of Socialists Don't Sleep and Lockdown. She should know. She dealt with them for years. She is also the online opinion editor and host of Bold and Blunt podcast for The Washington Times. She is Cheryl Chumley. Cheryl, thank you for joining me again. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, I wanted to have you because, um, first of all, you've been right for I don't know how many years. But when you watch the Americans surrender to the Chinese Communist Party, it's just overwhelming the reality that not only are we surrendering, but we've been funding this boondoggle. They wouldn't exist without us. And now I'm watching our feeble fascist kiss the ass of these dictators from Central and South America. It's just not going to stop, is it? Yeah, and we still have a year left of Joe Biden, right? Which is why you're seeing a lot of this stuff internationally come to domestic uh, soil, like Xi visiting uh, with Biden in California and and Gavin, Gavin Newsom going to China and visiting with the communist president. And it just seems like the alliances are rapidly uh, speeding up and going more and more open to lay the groundwork for more Marxist slash communist takeover of America, even after Joe Biden is gone. And that's the allegiance factor. See, there's an allegiance. I'm from Chicago, and it was back in the 80s that the, uh, I call them the short-in-the-pants mafia. They're the Democrat Party that destroyed a once great city. And they were, they were very interwoven with the Chinese businessmen back then. They were coming to Chicago. They were getting sweetheart agreements. They were uh, getting special real estate deals. And it was a money laundering scheme. So this is not something that's hard to detect. What I'm interested in is why do you think there's such a lack of interest of american taxpayers are they so stupefied and and numb with the fact that it doesn't matter how much we pay how well we do our government is determined to put us into bankruptcy that's an interesting question and i would just say off the top of my head that it's twofold because when you talk about the democrat party throwing in with the chinese back in the 80s you have to also remember that Many Republicans thought the way to defeat communism, particularly in China, was to open the doors for free market and and, uh, sharing of ideals with China because they thought the more and more China was allowed to do business with the West and the rest of the world, in America in particular, the less and less Chinese people would want to hold fast to their communist ideals. Well, the opposite happened, right? They yeah. just used that open door to spread communism 
into America, in the culture. And to the second part of that question that you just asked, I think there are so many younger people being brainwashed into embracing these communist principles under the guise of socialism and hating American free market capitalism that it just is really perilous time. So I was one of those Milton Friedman. I am still. I'm a free market laissez-faire capitalist. I just am. I, I have been all of my life because I was lucky enough to be raised by somebody who fled a socialist nation and uh, took advantage of American uh, capitalism and did far better for his family than he ever could do. And it, it was funny. At the end, you watch the downside of it, right? Because if you don't produce, you fail, right? So I, I still was willing to embrace the ideals of capitalism because it, it gave us the ability to be free and live free without the thumb of government. And I think it was a sales pitch as I look back. And I think about the scum Republicans, the Richard Nixons, the frauds, the corporatists of their era that were already cutting backdoor deals. And the sales pitch worked because it would have been right had we had the, uh, the, the allegiance to our own principles rather than corruption. The Republicans could have stood for something. You know, it wasn't that long ago. Hong Kong was a bastion of freedom. People didn't flee to America. They could go to Hong Kong from China and they could make money. And it was, you know, it was wonderful. And I watched both American parties throw in with the Chinese communists and watch. And those people disappeared. You know, you don't hear about those businesses anymore. Those entrepreneurs, they're gone. They're in concentration camps or they're murdered. And this, the ability for, for the so-called Republicans to articulate the, the danger in commingling and incentivizing communism and funding it. In there lies the problem. I don't think Republicans that are representatives are smart enough to know the difference. And I think they are also high-bred socialists. What, what say you? Uh, I would say yes, just to give a quick answer to your last question about Republicans being hybrid socialists. I agree completely, right? We're talking about globalism over the two-party system in America. But you said a, a very key word uh, a minute ago when you talked about principles, and that's the problem right now in America because a free market, uh, a capitalistic system can only work if the business owners are themselves principled. And so we have business, business owners in this company, corporations that have thrown in with the woke agenda, pretending that it's some sort of social justice principle that they're actually furthering. But what they're really doing is killing capitalism as they're advancing Marxism and collectivism and communism. What we need instead, and what we used to have in this country, are corporate executives who believed in the notion of American exceptionalism, which is to say individual rights come from God and government is only there in its limited role to preserve and protect those individual rights. And that would make it abhorrent for some of these corporate executives to do business with communists and, and people who imprison people for their religious beliefs. But it's flipped now. Now we have corporate entities that think they're doing the righteous moral cause by doing the ESG agenda and the social justice and climate change instead of bucking the system and, and, and refusing to work with communists who imprison people and enact human rights infringes. $40,000 a plate to go eat with a communist. The irony is insane. The, the punchlines write themselves. But what I believe the nation is ripe for, and it's never been more ripe, is for the destruction of the duopoly. And I mean that. It is time for good people like us who have been stabbed over and over and over again I am done with the Republican Party. Done. This last act by the coward, 
the new speaker, to continue to write the blank check. For, you could go whistle Dixie, as far as I'm concerned. Now is time, I think, to, to show that courage and start an American success party. And that's it. Simple. You want to be a success? We go to what built this country, the youngest and the richest, and it is laissez-faire markets. It is the, the absence of government subsidies. It is government cut off. And I think it has to start because to keep turning to the abuser, forget about it. I would have been a terrible abused housewife. I would have never went home. And I'm not doing it again. What do you think? Well, isn't that what Trump stood for? Isn't that exactly what brought Trump to the forefront? You can go back a little bit further than Trump and say the Tea Party stood for those particular ideals that you just laid out. And that's why Tea Party candidates came up in unseated, entrenched uh, politicians, including in the Republican Party. And it sort of died away, died away because many in the entrenched political halls of power purposely, strategically sought to kill the Tea Party. But the spirit still lives because that only epitomizes what is best about America. And I think Donald Trump brought that spirit forward himself, and he did it in a way that refused to bow down to these elitists and bureaucrats and power players. And I think that the left agrees with that assessment of Donald Trump, which is why they are so busily trying to jail him and prevent him from winning again in 2024. And that's why an opponent at least has the honesty of being an opponent, a saboteur, lays in the wings and sleeps next to you and stabs you. That's why the Republicans cannot be commingled with anymore. They just simply can't, because Donald Trump wouldn't be in this position if it were not for the stab-in-the-back Republicans. So rather than do it again and have the revised Tea Party, if all of those people are still there, break away the American Success Party Go your own way. Because even when we win elections, we really lose in slow motion. And this is something we have to recognize. And I do not want to play nice with these frauds anymore. I really don't. And I'm wondering, I can't be the only one. And I think other politicians see it. The bad, the bad news is they're the scum politicians. They're the Joe Manchins and the Mitt Romneys and the, and the Kennedy. And the, and they're, they're frauds of a different color. So what I want to do is just say, no, we're going to be the American principle, American success party. I think that would be the perfect name. And I'm wondering, how does it get started? It gets started by people like me and you. It gets started by people like, like uh, uh, Trump and people who recognize the corruption. I'm, I'm, I'm almost saddened in his willingness to be a Republican anymore. Yeah, you, you say it gets started by people like you and me, and I agree completely. It gets started by people with discernment, right? To stop looking at politicians, no matter how great they sound, no matter how much they promise, to stop looking at them as the saviors of society, as the saviors of American freedom. Because American freedom starts in the hearts of the individual, and it, and it, it shows forth with a boldness that doesn't need to constantly fight against the system because the system, when it sees that boldness and recognizes in that individual that this individual carries a spirit that cannot be defeated, that of individual liberty, that, that the enemies of that spirit, they just duck and hide. What's happened in this country is so many people have gotten used to padding their 401ks, used to going after material goods and and buying bigger houses and cars. We've lost the spirit and instead gone for the 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 fruit of the spirit, which is the, the material prosperity, the material wealth. And so we need to bring back that spirit. And once we shine that spirit forward, the enemies of freedom will realize that they cannot win. 
and they'll stop trying to fight, and then we won't have to do these whack-a-mole battles all day long, all day long. Right, and the reality is, too, Cheryl, I believe that the people who thought themselves to be Democrats are equally as disenfranchised. And that the revival will come from those people who were married to the idea that, and they bought the Trojan horse of socialism of liberals. When the reality is, when you break everything down, the people who truly believe in our country, who truly believe in the unalienable rights of the Enlightenment, are by definition liberal. I'm the real liberal, in my opinion. It isn't certainly that I want health care for nothing or education for nothing. That is the swindle. And I think... This is the timing, because the Democrat policies fail. It's all they ever do. Not a one of them works to any of the predictions or promises. People recognize it who were dumb enough to believe it. People who are still Chicago Democrats. The failure is undeniable. And then you have us, the people who have turned to the Republican Party and have been stabbed in the back for decades. I think the climate has never been right. I'm just concerned because, you know, I have a radio show. Great. But the people who could really make a difference, the Donald Trumps, and there's more than just him, why are they so hesitant? That's a really good question, and it's one that I ask myself daily under the coronavirus clampdowns on liberties, right? I saw people, and this is just an example, I saw people who understood that the face masks were stupid and they did nothing. I saw those people put the face mask on just to go along to get along or because they wanted to make other people feel safe, even though they knew that the face mask didn't do anything. They didn't want to create a wave. They didn't want to be uncomfortable. They thought, well, this is such a small sacrifice to make for the greater good, so I will do this for the greater good. And that was step one. That was the message to the government. Look how many people are wearing face masks, being obedient to government dictates, not even rules of law or or legislatively passed laws, but just government bureaucratic dictates. They see all the face masks out there, and that's when all the other mandates and crackdowns on liberties came. So I agree with you that there are people who bought into the Democrat Party who are now wondering, where are these great things the Democrat Party promised? I just want freedom and liberty. And in that respect, I think there is room for us to band together as one in the quest for liberty in this country beyond partisanship but at the same time we have to recognize that fear is such a powerful tool and look how it just steamrolled and deceived and cowed people of 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 patriotic bent for three plus years and still to this day continues to do so and to watch the information be censored It would have never been able to be censored if we would have actually had a Republican Party that stood for the principles of liberty and freedom. So this could not have happened if we had an actual party. So the reality is we have to come to that unpleasant reality that the people who love this country, they do not have representation. The republic has been bastardized. And this is a direction I think we need to go in because, you know, I learned a long time ago, you can't compromise with the wrong answer. You can just agree to be wrong. And this is what we've been doing for decades. And now here we are in the year 2023, bankrupt beyond belief. There isn't one policy that works to efficiency, not one. And we're being told by our so-called representatives that we entrusted to represent us against a corrupt government. And they're telling us once again to compromise and fund it. So to me, this was the straw that broke the camel's back, this this, this uh this Johnson character, and then to come out and pray today is the cherry on the insult Sunday. I, I can't be the only one that feels this frustration. I know it's kind of fresh, but are you sensing a different climate of frustration? 
I am sensing a different climate. Uh, I'm sensing a lot of people looking for something different in terms of just going beyond the party vote, going beyond the party uh, bullet statements and so forth. But it's sort of a floundering uh, search, right? Because I I think too many Americans still aren't getting the idea how powerful one individual can be. One individual who refuses to bow down can motivate and inspire an entire nation. And you think of great leaders throughout history. They weren't committees, right? They weren't like oh. large groups of people. It started with one, and that one with a with a determination to uh, draw their line in the sand and say, "This is where you may not pass. This is my individual stand, my stand for principle, my freedom," and that would motivate movements that just drove back the enemies of of freedom and liberty. So I think we need to realize one person makes a huge difference. And from there, that's where we build the fight. Yeah. And time is the enemy of all men. Time is the enemy of all of us. We burned how many years pretending we were going to push back against the Leviathan. And yet what the, what is the bulk of our problem buildup is since 2009. And you could go to 2000 and the rest of it. And the bulk of it happens with the complacency and the cooperation of the so-called Republicans. It's time to get away from them as far as I can see. But I like to be bold and blunt, and I know you do as well. When can they, uh, where can they go to listen to the Bold and the Blunt podcast? At WashingtonTimes.com or just type it in wherever, wherever you get your podcasts. It's available everywhere. By the way, the books are fantastic. Socialists Don't Sleep, great. Lockdown. Thank you so much, Cheryl Chumley, for being one of those people that we were just talking about as needed. Thank you so much. Bye. You too. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What's What's happening in uh, Central and South America? The cartels are slaughtering people. And to watch the uh, American president kiss the ass of the perpetrators that allow this to happen, the governments that allow the cartels to destroy the quality of life. We see it in our security cooperation, we're working side by side to combat arms trafficking, to combat, uh, tackle organized crime, and to address... Really? Are they going to arrest your entire cabinet? That's the real organized crime. It's the opioid epidemic, and including fentanyl, which when we talk privately, I want to tell you about my great conversation with Xi Jinping on that issue. Further progress needs to be made to address the migratory phenomenon. We're working on that jointly in coordination. and we. Only the people that are from communist country understand that nothing happens in a communist country without the government's approval, without the government's knowledge. Cuba does not have people dying of fentanyl. They don't. China does not have people denying of fentanyl. We have people dying of fentanyl because the Chinese Communist Party is intent on the destruction of America. And they have their asset in the White House. They have assets in Congress. They have assets in the Senate. Are they the only ones? Are they the only drug dealers who have assets in these very important places? Now, we're looking at information today from the United States, from the life insurance industry, that shows deaths in young adults in 2023 so far are 20% above what we would expect. 
20% above what we would expect. By the way, when they do this calculation, they don't talk about drug addicts. What could it be? The Senate continues to look away from all the evidence of myocarditis. In each of these studies, the risk of myocarditis increases with each each vaccine. About 90% of the myocarditis, or heart inflammation, occurs after the second vaccine. And yet, inexplicably, the Senate pages are being mandated to take three vaccines. So all kinds of compromises. You could say one, you could say two, but three, you are increasing their risk with each successive vaccine. Not only are three COVID vaccines unwarranted for young, healthy individuals, this mandate actually risks their health. It is the Boy, I wonder if these two stories are linked. So quite a high increase, and they do use quite strong words like the numbers are alarming. And I'll put the link to the, uh, the news outlet in the description. So this has somewhat caught the insurance industry off guard. And of course, these guys are interested because um, it costs them a lot of money. Uh, the, the insurance payouts are higher than they uh, would want because it is an industry and I'm not knocking that life insurance is necessary. Um, just to give you some examples here, 15 to 19 year olds, the percentage difference from 2019, well, a little lower, well, about 1% in 2018, 1%, but that's just fluctuation. What I like about it is it goes back to before the government mandated an experiment be not only shot into the arms of adults, but children. Okay, we could argue about the pandemic being a little higher, but but uh, January to May in 2023, 24% increase. 24% increase this year. It seems like a lot. A height of malpractice to subject young, healthy kids to three COVID vaccines. Shouldn't they tell us the data on children or adults? If you've had the infection, what is your chance of getting it again? What is your chance of going to the hospital? What is your chance of dying from COVID if you've already had it? They won't tell us for adolescents because the answer is zero. You know, what's funny, Squirrel, is the deaths in uh, Central and South America are up among the unvaccinated. Those are the cartels killing everybody. Greg Rogers Park. Hey, Sean. How you been? Good, good. Listen, I've been, um, if you come up here tomorrow, you get yourself a free turkey. Nah, I'd rather pay for my turkey down here and not get hit in that with a wall. I hear you. I'm the same way. Listen, I got a question for you. How could Governor Jelly Billy just decide to give out $165 million to illegal aliens without it going through the profit, profit, uh, proper budget and legislation process. The representatives in Illinois, mainly Democrats, because there are so few Republicans, seceded their powers and gave uh, the fat slob carte blanche. You can do whatever the hell he wants. He's a god in that state. Short, fat god without a neck, but a god nonetheless. Doesn't it go against our constitutional, isn't it, couldn't it go to the Supreme Court and be ruled on constitutional behavior? Well, it's going to go before Ed Burke's uh, wife. Oh, she she retired. She didn't start working. She didn't pra- practice uh, law. She didn't pass law school till after she was in her 40s, and she became the Supreme Court justice. So who do you think sits on the Supreme Court of Illinois? Didn't he pay over $3 million for two judges? To, that just yeah, they're liberal as heck. They're scummy. No, 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 no. They're not liberal. I'm liberal. They're Marxist as heck. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. You got, you don't have here. Well, we got good news. Eventually, squirrel, eventually, justice is served. Now, granted, Ed Burke is what, 80-something years old? He spent, what, 50 years on Rush Street with $30 whores, pocket full of Viagra, and the other pocket full of money that he shook down the people of uh, 
Chicago for? Opening statements continue in the Ed Burke federal corruption trial with the defense outlining its case to the jury today. Yesterday, prosecutors opened the trial laying out what they call the pattern of corruption. Now, you think they're going to go all the way back for the hundred years that the Democrat mafia started to destroy the once great city? Mike Lowe here to explain more coming to us from outside the Dirksen Federal Building. Mike. By the way, the Dirksen Federal Building, how many of the uh, employees in the Dirksen Federal Building were found guilty of PPP fraud? Is it 58 or 48 square? Let's get back on that. Patrick and Dina, good after, excuse me, good morning to both of you. Yesterday, prosecutors used their opening statements to describe the alleged schemes in which they say former Alderman Ed Burke abused his public office for personal gain. Today, the defense... No. You mean the guy with the $40,000 Irish green Rolex? With the pinstripe suit, the slick back hair like it was 1935 and he was one of the Bowery boys? You think he is guilty of crimes? began mounting its own uh, opening statements, uh, painting a a completely different picture of the once powerful alderman. Burke's defense attorney, Chris Gare, began his opening statement Thursday evening, describing Burke as an old-school, hard-working public servant whose only goal was to help his voters and help city businesses thrive. It's priceless. And you know what? It's the same can be said for the new mayor with the full hawk dressed in the Lori Lightfoot costume. Terrell, the city just released new details on how they plan to resettle new arrivals in a speedy manner, outlining three new efforts. The first part of the city's multi-pronged effort in partnership with the state is to increase personnel at a new arrival landing zone. To help- oh, I wonder how many personnel are related to the Democrats. I wonder how many personnel will be overpaid and a portion of their salary kicked back in campaign contributions. I wonder if Ed Burke's old schemes are going to exist. What do you think, Squirrel? Help migrants from the time they get off the bus either find shelter here or get to their next destination. It's designed to save space in the shelter system. Mayor Johnson alluding to this on Wednesday. We are increasing personnel at the landing zone and staging areas to facilitate connections to other destinations for individuals who do not wish to stay in Chicago. Yesterday, (laughs) Wait a minute there. Wait a minute, Sparky. Where are you sending them? Where should the people start listing their homes and getting the hell out of there? Governor J.B. Pritzker pledging more money and support to help the city's growing crisis, announcing an additional $160 million in funding, including $30 million for a centralized intake center. $30 million for a centralized intake center. Now, forget about the fact that we have, what, 80 schools that are vacant? You know, schools that the city pays for, the people pay for. You're going to build another one, or what are you going to do, one of those tents? Gee, will, will, will two wise guys own the land like they're doing for the other one that's 91000 a month? Arlington and Rutland. When our detectives and our SWAT team actually arrested him, they found a fire. Oh, wait a minute, I hit the wrong club. Well, we've been fighting for a welcome center for migrants, asylum seekers, where they could come in and eventually... Can we hire the Disney cast members? I think we should hire the Disney cast members. You could put their name tag, what uh, third world hellhole they're from. They speak the language. Welcome on in, and we'll arrange food and travel and maybe a car. Actually started helping them integrate in the community. Meanwhile, migrants would be asked if Chicago is their final destination, and if not, the city could facilitate transportation. With this approach... You know what's sad is that I'm thinking about all of the people that right now are suffering because of the taxes on their property who have changed the pattern of their life to fund all this. 
Because this money doesn't fall from the sky the way they want you to think about it. And what exactly are the services that are being handed out for Chicago citizens? I mean, aside from the crime and the mayhem and the nonsense. Approach we anticipate reducing the number of people who need shelter by approximately 10%. You know who could reduce all of it? Joe Biden. Joe Biden and the American government. They could have reduced it overnight. But instead, we're going we're gonna to toast the dictators who have destroyed their country so much so that these people must migrate. To connect our people to one another and the future of greater prosperity and dignity for all. Is this dignity? I'm wondering, is any of this dignity? It's very dignified to live under this kind of corruption, isn't it? I mean, how much longer do you think it'll take for the, uh, the Democrats in Chicago who have voted Democrat for 100 years to figure out what the real problem is? The city is regulating rogue buses, which city officials say can cause unnecessary logistical obstacles for intake. The new regulatory tools will allow the city to cite and find bus companies that disregard curfews, landing zone locations, and loading or unloading protocols. But the the people who come to the country and secede all of the laws, they're the victims too? The only one who's the perpetrator is the bus company. Do you start to see a pattern? You can't tax the illegal aliens. They have no money. Ironically, the reason they have no money is because the governments that they were living under are as corrupt as the Chicago Democrats. Not to, quote, uh, be an extortionist who prosecutors describe as shaking down business owners and institutions, withholding permits and blocking other actions from his position as the finance committee chairman until they paid his private law firm. Gee, that's not at all what the city of Chicago is doing right now to bus companies, is it? That's not at all what the United States government is doing to those of us that work honestly and earn our money honestly, isn't it? So in a way, Ed Burke isn't a criminal. He's just the perfect Democrat. Forget about putting him in jail. They should give him a medal. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Scott, West Side. You got an idea, don't you? Yeah. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call once again. Uh, I know where some of the illegal immigrants could go. They could go to Bubba's house on Astor Street. They would have a maid, a butler, and some other staff members. Bubba's never home. No. So, yeah. No. But you know what would be interesting? I mean, we have all of these vacant schools that you're paying taxes for. You're one of these taxpayers. You're paying for all of this. And yet, this is never the solution. The solution is always more spending. And, you know, sooner or later, the people that are your neighbors are going to figure out the fraud. Sooner or later, maybe it'll take another 11 million people or another 100 years. But sooner or later, Scott, they're going to have to admit what they are. And they're going to have to start to to really understand. Guys like Ed Burke aren't criminals. That's who you've been voting for for 100 years. Thank you very much. They're not criminals, which is good because they'll never spend a day in jail. Mike, Yorkville. Sean, thanks for taking my phone call, and uh, hopefully happy Thanksgiving to you if I don't hear from you on the week uh, next week. Oh, it'll take more than a couple Democrats to get rid of me. 
unless, of course, they have <laughs> logs. But go ahead. You know, Sean, I'm, you know, I'm listening to you, and there's many things that I've talked about with friends of mine, people at church that I've known and everything else like that. And I see the government taking an opportunity that they, fee- they see people that are in desperation, that they're willing to go ahead and overlook their criminal activities. And my biggest complaint is the reason why the government has been so emboldened in doing this, because the churches have abdicated themselves away from the homelessness issues. They have, a, they have gotten their people away from the politics. They have tried to pull, and, and good people have gotten out of this to finally well, stand up and do what is right. It's and interesting. they have not. Go ahead. It's interesting when you think about Catholic Charities and how many decades Catholic Charities has been uh, uh, incentivizing what the problem is right now. And how much of our money, the Catholics' money, and specifically people I know that have given a lot of money to the Catholic Church, and they've taken that money and they have had an underground railroad of illegal aliens for decades. So do I want more of their help? I'm not suggesting everybody's like that, but they're part of the problem. They're not part of the solution in this particular We've lost accountability. We've lost well, yeah. accountability of good people that do not come up. Like Democrats to, recognized for years. To incentivize failure, they will get more of it, and they become the loyal constituents. This is the problem. Every policy the Democrats have are are steeped in Marxism, the original communists, right? They love it because those are the people that are more loyal. And if you take a look around, they're not really that unhappy. And the election that we saw in Chicago of Brandon Johnson, that to me is the cherry on the Sunday. I don't know how much more convincing decent people need. They want it that way. You have a problem of that. That's a systematic problem up in Chicago that's been going on, and it's just been getting rooted even more. But it's creeping out to the suburbs yeah. even further. And that's you look at that, the churches don't even want to condemn. They'll tell me, don't speed on the roads, don't do this. They don't want to lose their They don't want to lose their tax free. They will status. never tell any of those immigrants that don't don't break the law and head back home. They won't tell them that. Mike, they don't want to pay taxes on the money they get any more than any other Democrat. Holly displays. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I have a lot of things I uh, just want to share. Regarding what you and Mike are talking about, I agree. And I believe, too, that the pastors don't want to lose money from the tithes, from the contributions. No. So they don't want to offend the people. <clears throat> and all the people, you know, like they want their fellowship, they want their coffee, they want their vacation. But where are the actual services, you know, the, the service heart, you know, to help out? But outside of that... Regarding Brendan Johnson, I don't think he won at all. I think the whole thing was rigged. So oh, Dallas won, and oh, he I don't got so. money to concede. No, I, I don't really think so. do. I think he I spoke think it was that rigged. communism, and that's the more they can get. And do me a favor, Holly. You sound like a wonderful person who loves all of the the, the ideas of religion. Don't give virtue to groups. Virtue is for people. There's a reason the Catholic Church separates itself like in LLCs to avoid liability, like they were part of the Biden crime family. It's the same reason the pastors on Madison Avenue have the Mercedes-Benz that say save them on the plates, and they also own the liquor store. Aaron, Crystal Lake. Hey, how are you tonight? Great show. Thank you, brother. Just a question I had for you. I was listening to the illegal immigration uh, thing you said earlier, and a couple of things came back to me. And I remember during the height of the pandemic, and they were letting these all these people come across the border, and they said, well, they're requiring us to have all those nasty, poisonous COVID shots or trying to get us to do them. And they say, well, they don't need them because they don't look sick. Now, my question is, all these people <laughs> coming into Chicago and all these, all these stinking senators they got going, why aren't they making them get the COVID shot if it was so important for all of us to get it? 
or all the other diseases that most probably a good share of them are carrying here because they come from third world countries that don't have that process. So why are we going to be the brunt of all these new uh, diseases that are going to be coming upon us. Because I think when people when people can be intimidated and, and made afraid of anything, they become very useful idiots and useful slaves. And if you look at what has happened since the implementation of what I believe is the greatest biological weapon ever released on humanity, look at what we've become, and you see who it benefits. And then, Aaron, I've got I agree with all of your questions, but the other question I want is if it came from an animal, why didn't millions of animals die? Thank you very much, Aaron. I agree with you. It's the greatest biological weapon released on mankind. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I'm excited to talk to my next guest. I've been reading his work for a while. He's the publisher of Hayride, an award-winning cultural and political site that covers Southern and national current events. Aside from that, you've been able to see his writings at the American Spectator, where he's been a regular columnist since the Tea Party days. In fact, his prior book was the Revivalist Manifesto, outlining how the conservative movement could... uh, Take advantage of its position. Sadly, it did not, in my opinion. But we're going to get Scott McKay's opinion, whose new book is called Racism, Revenge, and Ruin. It's all Obama. It comes out on Tuesday. Scott, thank you for making time for me. How are you? Sean, it's an honor. Great to be with you. Oh, it's my honor, really. And, you know, it's interesting because being from Chicago, what you realize is that Chicago has been always the not just one of the most corrupt cities, but really the home of the hybrid American communist, which has perfected the mm-hmm. tool of gangster government with the phony virtue of the communist promises. And that's really how we're in this position. And Obama represented it perfectly, although not being very smart, he was the perfect vehicle to implement this. And he had a lot of connections that people don't talk about. Isn't that true? Yeah, and I think that's an absolutely perfect description of the relationship, I guess, between uh, the history of Chicago politics and and, uh, how it manifested itself in Barack Obama becoming, a, um, you know, what I hate to say is the most influential political figure of the last decade and a half. And quite rich. Um, He bought Robin's Nest in Hawaii, which still fries me, yeah. Well, you know, of course, he's got two places on the beach and uh, won't shut up about global warming, which is <laughs> somewhat inconsistent, one might yep. say. Um, yes. But yeah, you know, and, and uh, the gangster government with communist promises is like such a perfect construct of, you know, the Obama faction of the Democrat Party, which is the active ingredient in that party now. Yes. Um, you know, and it really is what racism, revenge, and ruin is all about, right? Like the, the the fundamental transformation that he promised and delivered without actually being a competent president um, is, you know, like he is he has made the entire country to an extent 
work the way Chicago does in terms of, you know, the dirty politics. And more important than that, the, the focus has shifted in this country from persuading voters and reaching a consensus to imposing your will on the other side. Well, that's what it is. Um, it's intimidation. You know, it, it's political intimidation. Yeah, they and, master it. And, and I mean, you know, we we could do, you know, your entire show on examples of this. Um, but I mean, this whole business with the ballot harvesting and the way the 2020 election was conducted, you know, they, they have now turned this thing into a competition for how many ballots you can turn in and not a competition for, you know, how many hearts and minds you can reach. Um, and and they govern accordingly. You know, I mean, I, maybe the, the most flamboyant example of this is this guy, Richard Levine, who's like the what number two guy at HHS. Yes. Um, who is a man in a dress uh, who was the, you know, the number one health official in Pennsylvania. And he's my ash. And, you know, he's my ash. Is yeah. he my ash? Yes. Uh, and yeah. And, and the, the guy like the guy goes and, and plugs COVID patients into nursing homes and kills 6000 people. For that reason alone, he was not qualified to serve as the you know number two guy at HHS. But they put him in that job specifically because he was a man in a dress. Right. This was an exercise of power, because if you were just if you were trying to convince people of things, if you were trying to service the voting, the voting public, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't give a guy like that a job like that. He wasn't qualified for the job. Then they, they did it because he was provocative and it yes. was a way to force this agenda down everybody's throat. And there's plenty other examples of that. There's another guy in a dress who steals people's bags at the airport if they've got women's clothes in them yeah. and they made it, they put him in charge of the nuclear stockpile but see it's that's, the, an, you, that's a that's a factor or a function of obama's faction being the active ingredient in american politics because you know as we know american politics you'd look at something like that and say oh that's crazy we're not going to do that they don't to, care to me it's perfect because you have to think of it from the government supremacist. You have to think of it from the scam. And what they've done right. with, by, by doing this and putting these, these people at the forefront is they've tried to immunize themselves from criticism. Because if you criticize, well, then you're, you're a homophobe, you're a xenophobe, you're a whatever, a transsexualophobe, whatever the, the case may be. The whole time getting away with the infiltration of our bureaucracy, which really runs the country, and profiting immensely while becoming overlords. So if you look at it from the standpoint of the con, it's actually brilliant and beautiful. And we have been unable to push back against it. And I'm wondering, what is it in people that has that self-loathingness where they're afraid to speak the truth when it's clearly right in front of your eyes, from the election theft that we witnessed and we're victims of, to the, to the bastardization of the, of the policy and the profiteering from it, but more importantly, the goal, which is to knock us down and enrich the enemies of, of our principles. And that's working. And that, how do we stop yes. it? Well, I, you know, you need to be more pugnacious than the people doing this to you, Right. Yeah. Which decent people who are not you know, living and breathing politics 24-7 really don't want to do, right? Like, you know, you live in, a, in an advanced civilization for a reason, which is that you don't have to fight 24-7 just to survive. The problem is, is that, you know, these people are so um, conflicted with society itself 
and they've got so much revenge in their heart that, you know, th- th- this is what they want to do. I mean, Barack Obama is one of the most bitter individuals ever to grace the, the political scene. You know, this is a guy, you know, like the mythology of Barack Obama was written in Dreams from My Father, right? Mm-hmm. Where, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, his his inspiration is Barack Obama Sr., who was this, you know, Kenyan bureaucrat that he met once. Um, and all of that was a fraud because his, whether biological or otherwise, Barack Obama's real father was Frank Marshall Davis, who was a card-carrying member of the American Communist Party. He ran communist newspapers in uh, Chicago and Honolulu. Um, And, you know, he's written, uh, his name appears 22 times in Dreams from My Father, which was a sanitized version of Obama's upbringing. Um, And then, of course, they they scrubbed Frank Marshall Davis's uh, references out of the audio version of Dreams from My Father, because at that point, Obama was a political... Uh, a political figure thinking about running for president. But I mean, the guy, everything that Obama has done, whether, you know, uh, before he was president, during his presidency, and and in this, this gloaming of his, his, uh, his presidency that includes uh, basically the being the power behind the throne in the Biden administration, everything relates to things that Frank Marshall Davis wrote in the columns he wrote for those, those um, communist newspapers, whether it's the, you know, the nationalization of General Motors, whether it's the, the elimination of the Winston Churchill bust from the Oval Office and, you know, all of these other the use of race as a as a cudgel against the, you know, the, the majority of the American people, you know, all of that stuff is, a is it's, I mean, it was standard Communist Party USA can't, but it was also Frank Marshall Davis's stock and trade when he was writing these columns. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's impossible to, to, to convince people who know about this stuff that Davis was not the prime influence in Obama during his youth. And, then, of course, the other influences are Bill Ayers and, and Jeremiah Wright and some other similarly unsavory folks. And all of this was hidden from the American people when he was running for president in 08. Yeah, you know what's interesting to me is how, how little coverage it gets of Lolo Satoro. You know, he spent the the bulk right. of his youth as Barry Satoro. This is something that everybody knows. But what they don't know is this Lolo Satoro. This is a bad dude. This is a guy who yeah. was linked to the Indonesian uh, 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 kill squad. He was in the Indonesian military when they were practicing genocide. 17,000 Indonesians were killed uh, by the military, of which Lolo Satoro was a, was a, a commander in. Not only that, yeah. he dies worth a tremendous amount of money. And the bulk of his influence from 1967, he's a kid in 1967. The mother is, is, is really has a, a quite a, she likes the real scum of the earth. There's no question about it. But this always gets lost in his history. You know, when you're a kid, that's the bulk of your history, right? That, that, that's very important in your upbringing. It isn't until he's a teenager that he meets Marshall Davis. Do, do, is there enough information that people are aware of, of Lolo Satoro, who not only was he involved in the Indonesian kill squad, but he also was linked to American intelligence agencies? Is this something that I think, you know, would shock people? I mean, do, are there still enough people that are interested in this? 
Well, I think so. But, you know, the problem is it's not quite enough of a written record about this guy to really document a lot of that stuff. Yeah, he um, dies at 52 yeah, years I mean, old, I, one of the richest guys in Indonesia. No one wants to know about him? <laughs> I gotcha. Um, you know, but, I, like, when he was 10, uh, the mother sends him back to Honolulu, right? Oh, I and, uh, you know, she's going to live with the grandparents. And, you know, that's when he starts getting sent around to go see Frank Marshall Davis. You know, who was a guy who took nudie pictures of women? And the, and the grandfather knew all about it. Why on earth would you send him uh, or send little Barack to go see this guy, knowing who he was? Um, you know, and it makes you wonder, like, like, what was the relationship that they thought it was a good idea? Well, he needs a, you know, he needs a, a, a black role model. Okay, so you're going to send him to the guy that takes porn pictures? It's weird, okay? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's the Teflon Don when you think about it. These scandals oh, do well, not everything stick. about it was Teflon. Yeah. Do not stick to this guy. And what's shocking is that in Chicago, there is a well-known culture of government mafia. It's just well-accepted and it's well-known. But some of the, the, the assets that Barack Obama utilized are really have gone to prison. Guys like Resco and the scandal of the home purchase and the fact of who he was as a, as a state senator and his inability to, to uh, uh, really provide any, any tangible uh, resume of of when he was a lawyer. I mean, I'm just shocked that the the rest of the country bought it. That's what I'm really surprised at. Well, because it was all suppressed. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the mainstream media basically practiced cancel culture against anybody who would blow the whistle on Obama. Um, you know, I mean, like you can go ask Stanley Kurtz. He did all the research on this guy, and he he was trying to inform the American people of Obama's background. You know, his connections to people like Edward Said and Rashid Khalidi and Ayers and Jeremiah Wright and all the rest of it. And I mean, you were not allowed to talk about it. Um, and of course, you know that's something that has. Uh, you know, that started back in 2008, and it simply metastasized uh, to, you know, I guess a culmination, which was the 2020 election and the, the you know, the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story, right? By I mean, our these government. These are things I mean, that should disqualify people from being president, and yet the American public doesn't get to see them. Well, and, and, and the disheartening fact is that the, the FBI is the one that suppressed this information. I mean, this isn't like it was right. just CNN, which, okay, we've already known what they are. This is the actual FBI that had this a year right. prior to the election. And, you know, at that point when you, when you realize that what we're experiencing is the intimidation of questioning or the intimidation of demanding an audit of anything, whether it be uh, the, the government policies, the bureaucracies, or even the vote at this point, I'm more interested in, in, in how you think we can have that revival you first wrote about in the revivalist manifesto of American principles, because the reality is we're losing. I mean, if you if you just look around at what's happening, we've got Joe Biden, who is not just a weak imitation. This is a guy who's tied to 50 years of corruption. But besides all of that. He doesn't know if he has slip-ons on or, or, or ties. He doesn't know if he has underpants on. Right. or di- I mean, this is preposterous what we're witnessing. Yeah, well, and I mean, the guy is a puppet, and the real power is in that, that mansion in Calorama where the Obamas live. I mean, I, you know, it's obvious that that's the case. And I mean, if you, if you had any questions whether it was true, 
that, you know, they should have been resolved when Obama made his trip to the White House a year or so ago, right, and was treated as a conquering hero, you know, and meanwhile, I mean, the whole thing is on video. Here's Joe Biden walking around, can't try, can't strike up a conversation with anybody in his own house. No. Um, meanwhile, David Axelrod pops off a week ago and, and says, oh, you know, Biden shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't run. I mean, we're, you know, we should run him off the ticket. Right. And I mean, Biden called Axelrod a name, but I mean, that was a bizarre thing. Everybody knows Axelrod speaks for Obama. And for him to pop off and say something like that was a pretty unmistakable signal of where the power lies. I don't even think it's even money that it's going to be Gavin Newsom in the in 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 the actual election. I'm wondering. When you approach this, when you write about this, do you also focus on the fact that, you know, Barack Obama, through all his connections, up until he's president, he's pretty much a bust out. He needs Tony Resco to, to, to jurymander the, the closing docks on his property in Hyde Park. He's late on the car payment. And now, he, he, while he's president, he somehow acquires a net worth of $70 million by the time he leaves office. He now has assets of $100 million. You know, it's, it's funny that the people who are so tapped of envy, they're willing to take away their neighbor's assets if he makes over $150,000 a year, turn a blind eye to the political whore, that Obama really is in the profiteer policy. We don't really know how much money him and his wife really have, do we? Well, you know, uh, both Hugo Chavez and Fidel Castro died richer than Mitt Romney, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this is this is a standard, uh, you know, bog standard uh, uh, situation of, you know, somebody with that third world kleptocrat mentality, which I think there's very little question that Barack Obama is that guy. And the people around him are as well. Um, you know, I mean, they're happy to cash in. Uh, and what's important to them is, you know, power more than money, because you can arrogate yourself money once you have power. Um, yeah. And, you know, like that that's an obvious thing. And of course, uh, you know, wh- one of the th- worst parts about this is the way that they've corrupted, you know, corporate America. Um, yeah. He and, really did know, it. Obama did it beautifully. He did it beautifully. Yeah, that and, and for-profit education, the way his friends scooped up Phoenix uh, University after he used regulation to plummet the stock price, then his idiots that he played basketball with scoop it up, and now it's... And then he nationalizes the student loans, the student debt, yep. and as they pretend to give money to the students, they're really just paying themselves off because they know they can't get the money. I mean, if you look at it from the eye of, of the con, it's it's priceless. It's only missing uh, uh, Robert Redford and, and Paul Newman, isn't it? Well, there's no question about that. And then, you know, you can go back to uh, even in the nonprofit realm, you know, when they, they sued all the banks and all of these other, uh, you know, corporate entities and then said, look, we'll give you a discount on the settlement that you just made. If you lard up, you know, our you know pals at the Sierra Club and La Raza and some yeah. of these other, you know, left wing nonprofit groups, you know, and of course they did it because it would save them money. Plus, you know, these corporations knew uh, you know, what the, the consequences of saying no were, right? Yeah. And, you know, and next thing you know, all of these corporations are woke because they're in on the game and they know exactly what they have to do. And I mean, you know, it's the corrupting influence and it's, it's pervasive. It's polit- it's politics, it's culture, it's economics. It's everywhere you look. The country is totally different than it was in 2007 when Obama came on the, the national political scene. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not organic. It's not an accident. It's not natural evolution. This stuff was contrived and executed by this faction within the Democrat Party, of which Obama is at least the avatar, if not the front man. Now, the book is Racism, Revenge, and Ruin. It's all about Obama. Do you touch upon the unusual and unlikely, although it's really not that unlikely, friendship between Michelle and George W. Bush? Uh, we actually left that alone, and part of that is me. Uh, I want to I write and think about George W. Bush as little as possible. <laughs> yes, yes um, so do I. I want Bush Republicanism to be forgotten and gone away. And unfortunately, that's a tougher nut to crack than I was hoping. Um, you know, but I, look, you can't beat the Obama faction of the Democrat Party with Bush Republicanism. No, and, and the of worst not. of it is, is that the Bush Republicans don't even try, which no. is which is why we're where we are, is that these people will, you know, they will break bread with the enemies of America as founded because they don't want to fight. And until you have a Republican Party made up of people who are willing to fight and willing to go to the mattresses with these guys and be tougher than them, yes. um, you know, you, you're, you're, just, you're not going to halt the decline. No. And now I got to watch him say prayers in front of me for Thanksgiving. In the meantime, Scott McKay, I want to do, uh, I, I want to thank you for the book. I want to thank you for Hayride. I love it. Uh, the American Spectator. I love everything you write. I really do. I can't wait to go through the book. It comes out on uh, November 21st. Uh, and before I let you right, go, Tuesday. I'm going to hit you with a little trivia because I, I know, I, I love okay. this. I love this. I love this fact. You know, when, when, when Satoro, Lolo Satoro, was uh, in the Indonesian death squads and the collaboration, allegedly collaboration with the American Central Intelligence Agency. Do you know who was there? Hit me. What you got? Bush's father, Herbert Walker Bush. So it's possible that Herbert Walker Bush knew little Barry Satoro. It's possible. Uh Uh-huh. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and W. Bush giving Michelle candy. That might have been old man Bush giving little Barack candy. That's how my brain works, kid. What do you think of that? I'm not saying you're wrong, Sean. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to inspire you for volume two, baby. We're going to go deep. In the meantime... I can't wait for you to sign this book, Racism, Revenge, and Ruin. It's all Obama. He is Scott McKay. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Be well, Sean. Have a good weekend. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, Squirrel, I wanted to update the Chicagoans on another phenomenal paper. It really is. You know about the Art Institute, right? You know what they, they the scandal between the manager. He stole, like, Three million, two point something million. A former Art Institute employee is indicted for allegedly stealing millions of dollars from the museum. Federal prosecutors say that former payroll manager Michael Morello embezzled more than two million dollars from 2007 to 2020. 56 year olds facing four counts of wire fraud and bank fraud. Investigators say Morello falsified payments to other employees, diverting funds to his bank account instead. Nice. You know how much time he got, Squirrel? 
Three years. Three years, he'll be out in about 14 months, 16 months maybe. Employees at the Art Institute and its school have agreed on a four-year union contract. Yeah, this is a first for a major museum here in Chicago. The contract will increase wages across the board, also having the goal of... And now instead of one guy stealing, how you doing? Union's going to be grabbing. It's going to be beautiful. When it comes to grabbing Chicago scams, we've got our own insider. The cream puff Jim, who developed his stretch marks on his ears, waiting for his pension to kick in. Well, now it's here. Are you enjoying yourself there, Chubby? Yeah, I can eat for about three, three four, about a week. Oh, yeah, you're dry now, too. Oh, no, did you just get reloaded on the 15th? I got reloaded. You got reloaded. You got oh. reloaded. Yeah, the Beef the, sandwiches, the, the far as the eye could see. Go ahead. The, the speaker's wearing a black parade. He's got the megaphone. I think he's David Lean of the, uh, of the House of Representatives. He's got 40,000 hours of, of that nightmare on January 6th. Yeah. But I think it, is, I think it ends with Trump and Santa Claus. Now, let me ask you a question. You've been around the block. You've been around the block. You saw the insurrection from the tapes you saw. Was that rougher than when the street department, when the keg was dry? Did it look rougher in the insurrection or in the street department on Friday when that keg uh, was dry? Are you kidding? We had better brawls than that. Oh, are you nuts? We had better brawls than that. I've been in better fights on Mannheim Road at stayouts. Thank you very much. Yeah. Fight insurrection, my ass. Only without a gun. You know, in stayouts on Man I Road, there were more guns than there were at the insurrection. Joseph, how are you? From Parts Unknown. Joseph? Yes, hello. Hi. Hello, Sean. Uh, uh, thank you for having me on, and uh, thank you for everything that you do. Oh, I appreciate the call. Thank day. you. Uh, I, um, I've been hearing the discussion about uh, Catholic charities and... Uh, bishops and, and priests being part of the uh, the influx of migrants to this country. Well, if, uh, if, if one pays attention to the uh, certain uh, of the conservative Catholic uh, news outlets, you come to find out that uh, tens of millions of dollars from, from the government are being funneled to the, the bishops. And um, from the American the, government? Is that what your yeah. your allegation is? Well, yeah, and and yeah. and the other part of your sentence is that um, there's an agreement with governments in the Central and South America. Is that what you were leading to? Um, well, I wouldn't be surprised about that, but uh, no. The, what I know is that it's coming from the U.S. government. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, well, one of the one of the troubling statistics no. is uh, uh, with with the specific problems the Catholic Church is having is the allegations of child abuse in these poor third world countries and the tens yes. of thousands of kids who have been abused and ironically some of those kids end up on in our country and they don't know how they got here but with the assistance of the same organization that abused them and you know it's a troubling thing and people need to dive into it and, and the minute it, it's a topic where people get aggravated with me we, we have the calls and the emails that come in and they're mad at me and, and what they don't understand is I'm trying to argue for the principle of, of, of what religion, of what the Catholic Church should be, rather than what it is, aside from a right. phenomenal real estate company. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. It's, a, exactly. it's a tragedy. I think, I think, yeah, I, I think uh, uh, also there's, um, uh, there's another aspect to this. Um, over the last few decades, I've been noticing that a lot of churches have uh, uh, set up Our Lady of Guadalupe altars or uh, prayer uh, mm -hmm. uh, sections of church for for prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe, and they seem to stick out like a sore thumb. 
yeah. it seems like they're trying to attract them. I mean, it, it's been kind of a, well, what uh, is, a strange what is, phenomenon in the what church. Is, what does the swindle have of, of the church, and what does the swindle of communism have? They have the same common denominator, right? The virtuous ones yeah, are the yeah, ones it, who it, have nothing. Yeah, I get exactly, it. Thank exactly. you very much, Joseph. It, I, I'm sorry. It, I got another call. I appreciate the call. James in the burps. Hello. 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 Uh, hello. Yeah. yeah, my name's James. I was calling. I'm on the Chicago Burbs out here. And after having lived under this uh, wonderful communist system we got going on here in Illinois, I got to ask, knowing that Obama and Pritzker hooked up back, I don't know, law school or so, and Pritzker has been supporting Obama since the beginning, um, how can you not see both Michelle and J.B. being our next presidential candidates. J.B. being the forefront. Because I think it's Michelle because, being. you know what it is, James? I, I, I grew up and I loved old uh, old television. And, and the idea of a Laurel and Hardy remake, it doesn't make me feel good about it. But I appreciate it. That would be a great, the new Laurel and Hardy, the Democrat version. Only this time, instead of having good laughs, you get your money stolen. Have you had enough of Democrats destroying your neighborhood, your city, your county, your state? Or are you thirsty for more? The silver lining is people have recognized this and are fleeing the mafia-run areas, yet they still have more money because they're going to take it from anybody who makes it. It's communism, American style. We'll be back with your call. How much time do I got? I got enough time? Here, let's go to Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, thanks for taking my call. You know I got involved in politics because I've got a daughter and she's Down syndrome, right? Yep. I'm going to tell you one story about that. So down here in Texas, there were 21... Uh, GOP Republicans who just voted down school choice in Texas. And what that would have done for me personally was it would have helped me get my daughter so I could send her a Catholic school where she would have more inclusion. Now, it doesn't matter where you move, the, the, the squishy Republicans and Democrats are going to try to win. So it, this is why it matters. This is why people got to get involved. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're a Republican but, listening to you who's a conservative, you got to get involved. Well, so this is why your argument, your argument is to, is, to, is to purge the Republican Party but leave it alone. And no, my argument is to kick you, it apart. Now I know what 21 Republicans I want to fight after. I want to change the Republican Party from the inside out. 21 Republicans inside of red Texas voted yeah. it down. Yeah, now well, I know what, which one they can go What I think is a more interesting avenue to me is to destroy that party in general and break the duopoly because what you need to do is tell people of all who think they're because you got a lot of tribalism. You got a lot of tribalism. Party, every time you get a third party, progressives win. Look at Wilson. Ah, brother, Look at what come Perot on. Perot did that. That's how that's how Clinton got in because Perot did it. Twice. Kevin, you're 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 waiting for me to finish talking. You're not listening to what I'm saying to you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, what I'm, what I'm saying to you is very simple. You keep turning to the abuser for help. You think you're going no, to don't. change the Republican Party. You spent years of your life doing this. When now what you have the opportunity is to show the people who think they're Republicans, who think they are. Listen, they want in on the kickbacks from the school corrupt system. There should be no oh, public school, right? right? So you make that argument. I think it'll, you'll have more success than if you think you're going to turn around the Republican Party. The Republican Party is in people, control of billions of dollars. But billions. I need people within the Republican Party to make, the, uh, to make that argument as well. You're not going to make it from inside. You're not going to make it from inside. You're going to get the Bricks point. Brothers suit. Before you know it, you'll get Michael Johnson, which is the, this era's version of Monica Lewinsky. 312-642-5600. 
He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Oh, I had a clip of Zelensky begging for money from Europe. What's the matter? You're not the prettiest girl to dance anymore, huh? Get other ways to squander our money. Terry in the Northwest Burbs. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you, by the way, so much for the salute to the veterans last weekend. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Your guest was fabulous. I want to share something about Obama that a lot of people don't realize, and he was right on target. I was stationed in Puerto Rico at Roosevelt Roads, which is the largest naval base in the world at the time. The FALN was the terrorist group that used to storm our base and I think was responsible for some hijackings back then. Seventy bombs they they blew up in America. Seventy. Yes. Well, Obama pardoned the leader of the FALN. Yes, he did. His name was Oscar something. I can't remember. Oscar Rivera. See, so had another third name like a, like a, every mass shooter has. Yeah, real. Is he still alive? That Puerto Rican terrorist piece of dung. I don't think so. But we they used to storm the base. Rosie Rhodes was a big naval base, and they used to storm it. We had to bring water cannons out, tear gas, and riot guns. <clears throat> and they used to shoot. You know, they sniped at us when we were in military vehicles. But um, you know, what could you do? You know, it, there was nothing you could do. But we were in a, we were in Puerto Rico. And yeah. the people, the people did not like them at all. And when I, when I was hijacked, as I talked about last week, when I got back in the airport in San Juan, the radio station interviewed me when I got off the plane. And my, I, I, there was three groups: Independentistas were the anti-Americans. Then they yeah. had the, that wanted the, you know, the statehood, and then wanted wanted to stay a commonwealth. And they interviewed me on the radio, and I was so fired up about Cuba that I, I gave a shout-out to the independentistas. I said, you guys, and I talked, <laughs> you guys don't know. I just came out of Cuba. You want Cuba? Why don't you Tara, go over there? Okay? Tara, I love it. I want to thank you for listening. There's, I, do I only have a minute? I want to play this clip of the difference. As, as you watch celebrities go and kiss the ass of the communists in China, I want you to realize it wasn't always this way. There was a celebrity that was a hero you never even knew about. You ever watch Green Acres, Squirrel? He was already a star of Broadway, radio, and film when he volunteered for the U.S. military, first as an intelligence officer gathering information on German U-boats, and later as a coxswain for the Coast Guard, where he would see action in the Pacific during World War II. Most know him as Oliver Wendell Douglas from the TV show Green Acres, but his name was Eddie Albert, and his heroics at the Battle of of Tarawa saved over 70 Marines during the brutal and costly invasion. Albert repeatedly disobeyed orders of a salvage mission and instead pulled his craft close to the shore to rescue scores of stranded Marines neck deep in water, being used as a shooting gallery by Japanese gunners. Though he would earn a bronze star for his heroics, he always deflected attention. Please don't refer to me as a hero, Albert said in the only interview he ever gave discussing his wartime service. The men that didn't come home, they were the heroes. I was just doing my job. That's what celebrities used to be. Not Gwen Stefani kissing the ass of a communist. Remember, we're going to win this. If I didn't get to your call, I apologize. We'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, be proud. Be proud we're still America, even though we're sold out by political whores. Cue the music, Squirrel. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed. 
at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.